Well, we've been talking about the family, but what we've, what we've really been doing is spending more time on you. Uh, because because uh, here's the first step, statement I made a, a few weeks ago. The only issue with your life is everywhere you run, you show up there. So, no matter where you go and you're trying to get away from something or someone, you have to be sure that something or someone you're trying to get away from is really not you. Because if it's you, you're going to be doing what? Running all your life. <laughs> right? So, you just, you just really have to take some time, and I'm praying that you're part of this family. So, this becomes a safe place. Say with me a safe place to deal with me. Right? So we said you, you need a person in your life that will teach you how to use your faith. So number one, because everything comes out of faith. What's the next kind of person you need in your life? You need someone who will help you figure out who you are. Shape your form. God put something in you before you were born. It's there. Someone needs to take that talent and make it a skill. And that takes trust, right? What do you need next? Fitness. It didn't just mean body, but it meant soul and spirit. It means your whole self. Are you in shape? Are you ready for what's next? Get ready for what's next. And then finances. Who in your life can talk to you about your money? I know it's very private, but anybody who has a private financial life typically are the people who don't have any finances, If it's nobody's business, it proves it's not your business either, and you don't have any money. <laughs> your financial advisor will, be, will start asking you questions. I'm not going to get stuck here, I promise. But your financial advisor will start asking you questions. Questions. How much did you spend on food last week? Do you know? Do you, do you know how much money you spent on gas last year? <laughs> yesterday? How much did you spend yesterday? And see, when they, okay, I didn't mean to embarrass you. But when they start asking you those kind of questions, that's when you say, it's none of your business. And what you're saying is, it's none of my business either. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm leaving you because it's a money problem. It's never a money problem. It's always an ignorance problem. We don't know something. Right, And when you don't know something, you ask somebody. Okay, next. It's family. So it, it, it's really a star. It's a circle of priority, but they're all connected. Once you have this dream team in your life, once you have this fabulous five in your life, you, now you have places to go when certain questions need to be answered, and you can get some amazing things done. All right. So we're going to go straight to the last one, and this is family. So the last type of person you need, the last type of culture, situation, opportunity you need is a family model. So typically when people start talking about a family model, these are the words that they'll say. When you start talking about people's family, they'll say, leave me and my family alone. Leave us alone. It's none of your business. Leave us to our privacy. But the question, the question we're asking during this series is not, 
Who cannot talk to you? That's not our question. Our question during this series is, who can? Write it down. Who in your life can come into your life, whether they're invited or not, and they can come and sit down with you and start asking you questions about your relationships? Who can do that? Who can talk to you about your family? Who who can say, wow? Who can say, uh, it just looks like your spouse is unhappy. Is there something going on we can help you with? Is there anyone in your life that can do that? If there's no one in your life that can do that, I'm encouraging you to find someone. Now, that's not me now. I, I did 30 years of that, so I'm doing something else now. I'm just being honest with you because I, I got to do something else. I can't, I, can't, I can't sit all day and just, you know, do that. And I fight it. Do y'all see me fighting that in the hallway? In the hallway. I'd be walking down the hallway and i say, how you doing? And I'll look at the man, I'll look at his wife and say, hey, how's he doing? He doesn't look real good. Well, you know, pastor, we're having some issues. Why don't y'all come by and see me? Well, see, I fight that now. <laughs> but there are people in your life, they may go to church here, you may work with them, they may, they may, may be wherever. But you, you got to have someone in your life that you can go to or they can come to you and say, how are you dealing with this? Because you got to deal with it. So let me just get to scripture. So here it goes. What a family model will do, what a family model will do for your life, the family model will end all of your trial and error on building your family. They'll take the guessing game out of it. Who do I marry? What do they need to be like? Who am I compatible to? Well, I loves him. That's wonderful. But what is his love language? She is so fine, beautiful, but what does she like? If, if we don't get to know these things, if we don't get to know that, that, that m- this girl I'm marrying likes to be told she's loved every day, it's words. Don't buy her a car, it means nothing. <laughs> means nothing to her. She's more interested in you putting gas in her car than having sex with her. We are up in church. It's going to happen. Tighten up. It's going to happen. This is where we is. You're not going to get no everything's going to be all right in heaven today. (laughs) That's not what we're doing here. We're not trying to get by and get over and hang out till Jesus come. I got to live with that woman and that boy and that girl and whoever they marry is coming to my house. So I got to get myself in shape for this. And I'm not going to leave them a big white Bible with report cards in the center. Here's your heritage. <laughs> no, that's not what's happening here. <laughs> Are y'all okay? That wasn't my dream. That wasn't my dream to just hang out and screw around in life and have a couple kids and die and go to heaven. Wasn't my dream. So I had to get some models. So who can, who can, here are a couple of scriptures I want to read to you. Is this okay? Colossians 3 and 21, this, this is what it says. And this is, this, is, this is Paul giving advice to the men around him he's discipling. He's in their life and he's telling them what to do. So he walks up to them and he said, I don't have any children, but I'm telling you, fathers, (laughs) 
I'm telling you, do not provoke your children so that they will not become disheartened. They didn't ask for the advice. Paul stepped into their life. In other words, in other words, Paul is saying, Paul is saying, don't discourage or punish your children when they're building their faith. When they're building their faith and they say something silly, my son said, my son said to me and to a few of his friends in public, he said, my first car is going to be a Ferrari. Now, what was I supposed to do? Help him understand that the cheapest one is going to be 250000 That wasn't my job. My job wasn't to discourage him. My job was to say, get two. <laughs> Give me, get two of them. If that's what we're doing. Give me one. Because my face ain't there no way. <laughs> you, don't, you don't exacerbate your children as they're dreaming. When they're dreaming big, don't start talking about money growing on trees and that's dumb or your, your grandfather had a donkey and a burro. Your children don't want no donkey and a burro. They don't, they want a Cadillac. They want, that's what they want. So don't talk them into your sorry, I mean, to, you know. Okay, to what's back there. It's back, it's, it's back there. And they're out here in their faith. So he says, don't, don't provoke them. Don't, don't break them. Don't do. And we get no feedback in the scripture that they rebuttaled Paul. Because Paul was in their life to teach them how to build their family. What about this one in Proverbs 22? Solomon is saying these words. He's saying, train a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old... He won't turn from it. In other words, raise your children how you would want to be raised. They'll learn from you and they'll teach their own children when they get some. And they won't depart from it. So he says, if, if you didn't like it that your mom and dad yelled at you all the time, you can't yell at your children. And if you marry someone that grew up being yelled at, Everybody goes, mm, 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 pastor, that's what I'm dealing with. Yes, that is what you're dealing with. When you get married, you're dealing with somebody's little girl. If she was a mama's boy, I happened to marry, I happened to marry a daddy's girl, right? I married a daddy's girl. Let me tell you something right now, my brother. Any brothers in here not married? Listen to me. When you find that girl, look, she already laughing, sitting next to you. If you dating a daddy's girl, you need to go meet this brother. If he's alive, get on a boat, a plane, a something, go find him, sit down with him and say, talk to me about your daughter. Because daddy's girls, I'm trying to figure out what I can say publicly. Because y'all put me out there all the time. Daddy's girls always got something in their back pocket. They ain't always looking at you, brother. When they want something you can't get them, they going to call their daddy. I ain't messing with y'all. And I know y'all sitting out there looking at me like, oh, what is he talking about? Just get one. 
They're going to call their daddy. And, and if you want to be the big daddy, you have to find a way to approach her father. Right. Am I right, Lenny Penny? You got to find a way to approach her father and say, listen, I know you got more than me right now. But if you treat me right, I'm going to come back and take care of you in a few years. What I need you to do is really give me your daughter. Give her to me. Don't send her no money. Let her struggle with me. Some of the girls out there say, mm-mm, I ain't giving up my daddy. Well, you go, you listen, you never going to have your husband if you don't give up your daddy, Heather. You got to give him up. <laughs> Lena look at me like, uh-uh, pastor. No, he my daddy. Listen, your daddy can keep you from getting a husband. And girls who are in love with their mothers are a bigger mess. Should I talk about boys? Who in your life can tell you, sweetheart, you are fine as wine and cheese on a cracker? But who can tell you? That guy right there. He might be the right one, but stay away from him. His rice ain't quite cooked. His elevator is not at the top. And nobody has told him who he really is. He doesn't know his peace stinks yet. I'm just Mississippi with the family stuff. You got to wait for that boy to get cooked. Somewhere in life, someone's going to hit him in the mouth, and then he'll be ready for you. He might be the right one, but now's not the time. Well, what does that mean? Don't give him your number. Don't let him DM you. Get, get rid of your Facebook or uh, uh, messaging. Don't let him talk to you. Don't let him talk to you. See, because if, you, if, you, if no one can tell you run, sweetheart, and you run, you're going to stop and marry a dude that still has his clothes on. Here he comes. Come here, Jason. Let me show you how to do this. Come here. Give me another woman that's not married, but ain't you're not interested in Jason, though. Come on. Come on. Okay, this is the way this goes. Oh, let me do it like this. When a man becomes interested in you, I'm going to tell you to walk away. Now, you walk, April, you walk too darn fast. Dang. <laughs> okay, you, you can't run from him. Cause, cause, cause he ain't never had to run after nothing. If you run, he gonna take a couple steps. Then he's gonna get distracted. He ain't built for that. Come on back. I gotta teach you how to do this. Okay, he's interested in you, so you're gonna walk away. Now, hold on now. Okay, I know this. I know I'm messing up everything. Okay, put the my mic good. Yep. Okay, watch this now. When you walk away, your father says, just walk now. And your father will be like, girl, you're walking too fast. You're walking too fast. This might be the right guy. You're walking too fast. Now, just slow, slow. Now, as she walks, she puts more clothes on. While he's chasing her, he becomes naked. 
Now, hold on now. If you let him catch you with this on, you ain't going to know who he is till honeymoon. Okay. Now, when she says, I'm not stopping for you, you don't want to get no degree? I'm staying in school, boy. I ain't losing. I ain't lo- no, my daddy killed me if I drop out. See, and we can't do it now. And you got on boots. Yes, sir. Take one off. You're walking too fast. You're too, you're too ahead of him. We get distracted. Now he's walking. He's like, dang, I got to give up. I got to start erasing my Facebook for her. There's some people I can't be talking to because I want her. Now he got to take something else off. I'm not going to do that. This is a family rated show. Okay. It's a family rated show. Family rated show. Family rated, family rated show. Now, okay, let me ask him. No, no, no. Okay, you're light skinned, brother, but did you put Vaseline on your feet? I didn't put on my. Hey, you got Vaseline on your feet. I know you're light skinned, brother. Huh? You good? Yes, sir. Okay, so now, so now, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So now he got to take a sock off. This is what I'm saying. Can you take your sock off? <laughs> you know, you, you light skinned brothers don't need as much all as we do, you know, the brothers. <laughs> Woo. Okay. He's, there you go, you, you, you're walking right. Now he's coming after her, and now all the perspective other women are behind him. He takes off his other sock. By the time he gets close to her, he is naked. Stop, April. He has revealed everything. He's told her everybody he slept with. He's told her all about his money. She knows about his hang-ups. And then... When she stops and dad says to her, stop, baby, then he takes off dad's coat and he puts his coat on her. Now, that's more than what you could pay for. Now, because he's smart, Joshua, because he's smart, he will go to her father. And ask for the blessing. And her father will say, sure, son, I got you. If you got my daughter, you got me. Now, I'm going to give her to you like this. Ain't no marks on her. Her lips are nice and juicy and red. Now, you decide you don't want her. Don't touch her now. Just bring her back to me. Now, if you touch her. I don't call the police. (laughs) No, no. I'm going to shoot you myself and plead temporary. This is what's getting ready to happen. My point is, she always stays clothed. On the wedding night, it's Pacquiao. But he is naked, completely vulnerable. And until he does that, you keep walking. Was that too much for y'all? 
Well, I don't know him. Now, it goes the opposite way. If, okay, okay, let me ask you something. What do you see behind him? A trail of stuff he discarded. I, I, I thought I needed this. I didn't need all this. I didn't need all this. I didn't need all this. But a girl without a daddy, a pastor, a mentor, or someone helping her in her life, you would have got him here fully clothed. And he would only take you places where he needed you to be with him at. Let me, let me say this and I'll move on. He needs this too. He needs someone to help him. Son, is she the one? Is she the one? Well, I don't know. Well, keep walking. And I'm going to say to her, as, his, as Joshua's dad, I'm going to say to her, girl, keep walking. He ain't ready. <coughs> I'm telling you, my son is not ready. <laughs> when my father said he's a great boy, I should date him. I said, your father don't know. I'm telling you, keep. <laughs> He'll get there. But he's not. Who can talk to you like this? Some of y'all sitting to me like that. Oh, who can talk to you like that? Listen, you end up in a mess when nobody can talk to you like this. If one of these women in the church can't walk up to you and say, sugar, 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 please. I'm just saying. Is there any way, other way, you can dress when you're going out or coming to church. Is there any other way? Well, I can't believe you're talking to me about how I dress. No, I, that's not what we're doing. I'm just trying to help you understand what others could see. I'm not coming to you because I'm embarrassed. I want to embarrass you. I love you and care about you. Look at this. See, they start doing this, y'all. They start doing this. They start, they, 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 they walk around here with little pigtails Ain't got nothing on the lips, nothing. And then one day, they show up, straightened hair and everything and cute. And it's like, do you have a gun? Can I buy you one? It's like, somebody got a weak, hey. Because this here is the prize. So I got to make sure, you know, daddy love you so much. Hug me, girl. Hug me. No, she's like, uh-uh, you ain't my daddy. Hug your daddy. Tell her I love you so much. You're the most beautiful thing God ever made. There's absolutely nobody prettier than you than your mama. When they come up on your daughter and say, you're beautiful. Yep, my daddy told me that. <laughs> yep. I'm going to buy your car. Hey, beep, beep. My daddy all involved one. I mean, what we doing? <laughs> what we doing? I'm not missing nothing. You want to go to the party? No, my daddy throwing me a party next month. Question is, do you want to come to my party? You don't let him build no party for you. Whose phone do I have? Your, you don't, yeah, you don't let, no, 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 no. And that's why I say, daddies, we got to stay at home. Why well, I don't love my wife anymore. Bump that. Stay at home. You got children in the house, you stay out. Oh. 
I don't feel like staying at home. You is a man. You is not a boy. Boys get different toys on the playground. Men settle down with one woman. And they fight through that relationship. Thick and thin, mistakes, ups and downs. They fight to stay in it. Okay, you can put your stuff back on. I'll take this. You get your jacket. Okay, tell her to run. No, walk, walk, run. Don't, don't, you, don't run. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't run too fast. Because we brothers are slower than y'all. We slower. And you're going to complain before you get married. You just slow. You just, you just, you, you just slow. You don't, you don't move fast enough for me. Then you get married to a man that's fast, and you try to slow him down after the wedding. Can you slow down? No. Y'all, okay, I'm done with that. Okay. Okay, now, because women know women, and Bathsheba knew this. Bathsheba went to her, Bathsheba went to her son Solomon to talk to him. King Lemuel's mother, King Lemuel's mother came to talk to her boy. She says, boy. These are the words, this is how the, the whole thing opens up in Proverbs 31. You know Proverbs 31? People think it's really about the woman. It's really about her talking to her son. Hear the words of King Lemuel, the utterances which his mother taught him. Who can be in your life? Who can be in your life? Who, who has the right to tell you? Can your mama even tell you something? Listen, listen, listen to what she said. She said, what, my son? And what son of my womb? And what son of my vows? In other words, hey, you're my son. You belong to me. I have a right to talk to you whether you want me to or not. What did she say? Do not read it. Do, do not what? Come on, come on, read it loud. Nor she said to her son, marry her, but don't ever give your strength to her. Let's get in trouble in the church today. Get in trouble in the church. Let's get in trouble in the church today. Get in trouble in the church. Well, I will marry you, Johnny, if you give me everything. Hold up, sugar. Hold up, sugar. I can't give you everything. Because there's a part of me that only belongs to him. I can't give you everything. Don't tell her that lie because she's going to want it. Should we sing again? Now, marry her, give your heart, be faithful to her, 
but don't give her your strength. You have to know whose lap you're laying your jerry curls in. <laughs> oh, we don't do jerry curls no more. We do, uh, what do we do now? We do dreadlocks and... Our blonde locks. You have to know if you're going to put your head in her lap and go to sleep. You might wake up bald headed. <laughs> we're talking about family. You need someone in your life. Oh, that's, that's what we're talking about. How long did it take you to grow those? How long did it take you to grow these? Three years. How long? Three years. How long? Three years. <laughs> three years! With the wrong girl, be gone in three minutes. <laughs> He'd be walking down the hallway. He'd be walking down the hallway in front of y'all. And y'all know our church. Our church is family, but we crack on one another all the time. We give people a hard time. That's what family does. He'd be walking down the hallway, bald-headed. People like, <laughs> what happened to you? Some of the brothers in the, in the church would say, what's her name? <laughs> it took you a lifetime to grow this strength. Can, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Go ahead. I wish I could do that, but the middle of my head decided not to cooperate. Paul said, if you're going to get married, be sure you understand the moment you get married, your life is going to be filled with care of what she needs. So you got to understand that once you get married, you're, 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 you're particularly uh, vested in how she feels, what she believes she needs. But here's what most people don't preach to you, and I'm going to preach to you. If you marry a person, my brother, and she doesn't feel good about your calling, you're still going to get punished for it. Well, my wife didn't feel like, okay, so I didn't do it. You ain't going to be able to get to heaven and say, it was this woman you gave me. He said, no, 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 Adam. <laughs> she wasn't there when I told you to do it. I got proof for you. They said, mm-mm, pastor. Paul said, you got to spend your life taking care of her. Y'all need to get a new Bible and throw this, these Bibles they writing. Put them things in the trash. Are y'all here with me? God told Moses, you got two boys. Circumcise them. Moses says, I can't do it. My wife don't want me to. They don't believe in that in Midian. They don't believe in that. God said, I told you. And I'm told, I told you to circumcise your boys. Before you can represent me to the world, you got to circumcise your boy. He says, well, you know, Zephra. Zephyr ain't trying to have no boys with the foreskin cut off as infants. They do it at 12. They don't, that's not how they do it. God said to him the third time, I told you to take Gershom and Eliezer, get a sharp knife, and circumcise them. Moses said, I ain't going to do it. God showed up in Moses' face one day. And when God showed up, Moses began to die. His face turned old. Everything started to happen to him. Zephyr is standing there. 
and God ain't talking to her. He says, well, goodbye. Goodbye, Moses. Moses has died. Zephyr said, I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't take my man. Let, let me have my man, God. She took a rock, not a sharp knife, and brutalized her boys. But it saved Moses' life. God didn't show up to kill Zephra. Don't do that to your man. Thank you. Don't be trying to talk your man out of what God showed him. Well, I'm the visionary in this house, Pastor. My husband ain't got no vision. You, let me tell you something right now. If he has testosterone, he's got vision. It's just right now, yours is louder. I ain't coming back here. Listen, sugar, come every Sunday. Because because you don't want to come back means you need this. <laughs> encourage that man. I'm not doing four. I'm going to be done in, five, in 10 minutes. En encur encourage that man to talk to you about his vision. Talk to you about what's in his heart. Don't drown him all the time with, this is what's in my heart. Get his vision. And now you and your turn is to talk is how, honey. Honey, this is how we can do this. And brother, you got a good woman that knows how to strategize. Give her a little bitty thing called sperm. A little bitty idea that ain't got nothing around it. It don't even make sense. It's just this little bitty thing. Just give it to her. That girl will take that little bitty thing in her heart. She'll start multiplying that thing and making it so big. And one day she'll bring it. It was that little, that big. She'll bring that nine-pound thing back to you one day. So here you go. I did what you can't do, honey. Girl, that man will worship you. He'll eat the trash for you. Changes everything. Is this, is y'all okay? Okay, let me, let, me, let me give you just, I think just one more. Oh yeah. So, can I do it like this? I'll do it like this. My last story, which is my favorite one. It's about, it's about Moses and his father-in-law, Jethro. Ask yourself a question. Who can talk to me about my family? I mean, who can I really, is there anybody in my life that can tell me the truth about my marriage? Is, is there anyone, is there anyone outside of me that my children can go to and say, you know, daddy's acting up. I have three of them. My children have their phone numbers. If daddy's ever in trouble, call them. If, daddy, if you see daddy doing anything that's not right, and you don't think it's right, you could be wrong, but you don't think it's right that he's doing to your mother, call them. You want us to call them on daddy? Yes. Because my goal is not to have a big church. Y'all got me wrong. 
this thing right here is just obedience. It's not desire. Okay. It don't matter if this all goes away. Not to me. But that right there and that right there and Callie in Kansas City, his wife, her husband, their children, and her children to the 10th generation, that's really all I care about. If you want to be a part of this, fine. But that's where it lives for me. Am I clear? Never based anything that my family would ever need on you. You think your offering here motivates me to do something? You have lost your ever-loving mind. How, when, why would I ever base my income on fickle people who come and go, do what they want for any other reason? Who would do that? What pastor? I meet them every day. They do that. I say, you lost your mind. Don't ever do that. People change every day. And it's the ones you wouldn't think would change. I'm right here. Right here. I know. Y'all like, oh, Lord. Okay, I want you to do something. Now, most of y'all don't bring your Bibles no more because they put it up on the screen for you. I want you to open your Bible. Look at y'all. Look, I mean, look at you. Rochelle, look at you. Look at that big old, hold that thing up, girl. Hold that thing up. Where you get that thing from? Big old Bible. I want, I want, you, I want you to go to Exodus 18 and 1. It's an amazing story. Amazing story. Y'all know Moses, right? Do you? Born in Pharaoh's house at 40, he sees, and he, he sees a Hebrew slave being whipped. He kills the Egyptian now he's running away in the desert. Well, he ends up in, in a place that Jethro owned, the priest of Midian. Jethro has seven daughters. Oldest one is Zephra. Moses shows up, and the other men are beating them away from the water that belonged to their father. Moses steps in. Everybody needs a hero. Moses steps in and beats the living crap out of them. <laughs> and the girls say, you got to meet our daddy. <laughs> so they take him home. <laughs> they take him home to meet their father. Moses ends up marrying his oldest, becomes a sheep herder himself, and Jethro becomes his father-in-law. Y'all with me? So watch this now. Watch what it says. First verse. And Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses, what is he? His. He heard, he heard all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people. That the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Then what did Jethro do? Read it loud. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zephora, Moses' wife, after he had sent with her sons, of whom their names, Gershom, and the last name is Eliezer. Let me, let me tell you what you're reading in here. Moses is sent back to Egypt to free God's people. At some point, he could not risk the life of his wife and sons in what he was doing. Some speculate 
Was it when they hated her? A lot of people hated his wife. They, they didn't like it that he married a Midianite. They couldn't deal with that. Or they hated uh, 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 his own sister came up against him. Or there was threats against his life. We don't know when he sent his wife back. But he sent his wife and his two boys back to his father-in-law. Where could you send your kids? If you're in the heat of life, your marriage is struggling. You've lost the house. Where could you send your wife and your children? And you know that when they came back to you, they will have been nurtured. They'll be at peace. Where could I send my children for three months out of every year and they come back to me still worshiping? Not bowing down on some rug. Okay, okay, okay. Where can I send my kids? Where I know somebody knows what the smell of marijuana is. Where someone will say to them, you got to be back in the house at this time of the day. Where can I send my wife to a place she'd be nurtured and loved and cared for? I had no place, people. But I had a Jethro in my life called Willie David Wilcher. And I said, I'll make, a, I'll make a pact with you. Until my children go to college, I will send them to you for three months out of every year. So I sent them to him. Every Sunday, he would whoop them and say, get up there and sing in the choir. I want to say, get up there and sing. Read the Bible verse. <laughs> Read, read the Bible verse. And Callie, y'all know Callie. Callie like, oh, you know, Paul, Paul, I don't want to do it today. Did I ask you what you wanted to do today? Baby girl, I said do this. Well, can, such a, can cousin them come to the house? No. They can't come to our house while y'all here. Them some bad kids. <clears throat> they would call me and mom sometimes. But, uh, mom, I asked Papa, I asked Momo if I could go to cousin house and spend the night. He said, I can't go. Momo said, I can't go. Mom, tell them I can go. Uh-uh, I ain't getting in the middle of that. They told you you can't go, you can't. Who do you have like that in your life? I ain't taking any kids. You better figure it out. <laughs> Uh-uh. No, that boy, that boy eat too much. Shit, no, and then they got to go to soccer. No, and then they got to, no, uh I don't have time for all that. Where could you send your kids? Moses sent his wife and his children back to his father-in-law because he didn't have a father. Men, it's really not about the baby in her womb. Once you have one child, it means you have a hundred. Amen, lights. Because out of one child, So you're not just marrying a woman and having a baby. You're having a nation. You now have to start acting like a king. 
Well, I'm gonna raise them until they're 18. You gotta find your own way to go to college now. You gotta, you gotta make, you know, you, 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 you gotta figure that out. You grown now. Name one 18 year old grown person. They ain't grown. You kicked them out of the house. Now they're insecure. They got to find somewhere to live. They're going to end up with somebody in some situation they can't handle. When you die, your money got to be there. That fine girl with them hips, lips, and fingertips, she's going to produce human beings. And if you are the man, you're going to need relationships with some other men. And give them permission to step into your life. Feels like such a long sermon. Is this work for (laughs) y'all? Okay, that ain't all though. So he sends his children <laughs> and his wife to his mom in law, to his father in law. This is so good to me. I laughed all night. Think about this. But then Jephro said, It's time for you to get these, this wife and your kids, son. <laughs> Jephro said, uh, I'm bringing them to you. Well, why are you bringing them to me? Because they're yours. He put Zephra, <laughs> Eliezer, and Gershom on a cart and took them to Moses. Yeah. Here you go, son. <laughs> Amen. Sweetheart, sweetheart, who can tell you you're getting ready to divorce the only man that loves you? Who has the right to tell you you're making a big mistake by leaving him? Well, he ain't what I wanted. I'm telling you, you don't understand what you got. Who has the right to tell you to your face? Well, can't nobody tell me what to do. Look, this guy, when you let him go, He ain't coming back. (laughs) Well, I don't want him to come back, okay? Okay. I told you what I could tell you. Who, Who can tell you, who can tell you whether you're at a football game with someone new? Here we go. Who can tell you, brother, get in my car. I'm taking you home. (laughs) Y'all awful quiet up in here. Who can tell you? Who can tell you? I have people like that in my life. Martin. Mm -mm. I call Linnell and I want both of y'all to meet me. We need to talk about something. What are we talking about? Don't you just get on a plane and come see me. Well, if it's that important, come see me. Are you being, what are you doing? He asked me. What are you doing right now? 
I said, yes, sir. We're on our way. <laughs> we got five minutes. We spent $5,000 flying all the way to Peru. We got five minutes with him. And he said, straighten this out. That's all he said. I'm like, is that it? <laughs> he said, if you were a different kind of man, I'd have to say more. But I know who you are. He said, get some help. Straighten this out. I know you want a perfect pastor, but I'm not really interested in being perfect for you. I don't really, I want to be in relationship with him. Straighten this out, Martin. Do whatever you got to do to straighten this out. Now go home. By the way, they put you, they put you, they put you on the teaching schedule. So go ahead and you're going to teach tomorrow. <laughs> no, true. He said, he said, you're going to teach tomorrow. You're going to teach tomorrow twice. So give them your receipt for your first class tickets. They're going to pay for your hotel. And here's your honorarium. The guy invited me to straighten me out. <laughs> then paid for my trip and made sure they paid me to teach. Well, what was you doing, Pastor? None of that stuff you thinking in your head. He had the right to tell me, go home. Look at a brother next to you and say, listen, go home. If you're already at home, stay home. Don't let sister off the hook. These girls, these girls is fine and beautiful and smart. Look at the sister next to you and say, go home. Okay, so Judy just talked back to me. So Judy with a smart self, she said, what's your name? And what's your name? Judy. Judy just says to Barbie, she says, now go home. And Judy says, I am at home. Huh? Shall I get her? Sing the song, men. men. Your body's here with me. But your mind is on the other side of town. Messing me around. <laughs> y'all don't know nothing up in this Midwest. What happened to y'all up here? What they do to y'all? They shut y'all off in the rest of the world? You can, you can be at home. And not at home. I mean, go home. Take your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, everything, and go home. There are not better parties down the street. The best party for you is in your house. Make it a party. My last point. The 17th and 18th verse of Exodus 18. Exodus 18, 17, and 18. So good. Wow. Jethro taught Moses 
You can't stay at work all day and all night judging people. You got a wife and two boys. You can't stay there from 6 in the morning to 12 midnight judging people. Say, you got a wife and two boys. You need to pick some men and give them power to judge with you. You go home to your wife. Well, she don't want me at home and I don't want to go. I know. Just get up in there. Turn the TV up loud. Play some games. Let her be separate in the house. But don't just go home. It'll get better if you got a family model. It'll get better. Here's the last scripture. So Moses, father-in-law, said to him, the thing you're doing is not good. Next verse says, if you don't straighten this out, it's going to wear you out. It's going to wear the people out, and you'll be no good for your family. I want you to be good for your family. And, and, and this is all I wanted to get to today. It's all I wanted to get to today. You're not vulnerable when there are people in your life that can tell you what to do. You're covered. But if there's, if there's no one that can talk to you about you and you're open and honest with them, they have a right to see into your life. They have a right to challenge you. Now you're covered. You're no longer vulnerable. Put that star back up. Because everybody in that star now, they are, you are, they have vested interest in you. Sometimes I see the guy who helped us buy our first house. I call him Marvelous Marv. Because Marv walked through hell with us. The week before we found a house to buy, we were getting ready to file bankruptcy. Our credit reports were ruined. We went to Marv. He snickered. He said, I'm telling you. No, we went to the guy. He said, you'll never be able to buy a house. You'll never be able to do it. You, you guys are... You're destroyed. An older man walked through and heard the guy he was training and said, let me meet with him for five minutes. That was Marv. So me and Linnell, with our heads down, we're like, well, we'll never own a house. <laughs> Marv said, come in. In five minutes, he gave us a plan and he said, if you allow me, his words, if you allow me in your financial life, I'll get you ready to buy a house. It took him three months every day. <laughs> this is on your credit report. We need to deal with this. Well, they say I owe him, and I do owe him. He said, let me show you how. Let me show you how to walk through this. Let me show you how to write letters. Let me show you how to call people. He would sit there while I called people. And they would write off money you owed because they had already gotten theirs from the government. I didn't know. He showed us how to do that. He showed us how to budget and save. For three months, he spent time with us and he never got paid for that in earnest. But when we walked in our first house, 
He was the only guy we invited. Because we let him in our life and he got up in our life. I mean, up in it. Martin, did you eat lunch out this week? I said, no, Marv, we, made a, we had a deal. <laughs> I ate peanut butter and jelly. That's what I ate all week. Your family is worth the fight that you're fighting on your own behalf. Four weeks to say that one thing. Your family is worth the fight you're fighting in your own life, not for your family, just over you. Am I making sense? Your family is worth you dealing with your private sin. 